0: Dr. Michael Yusuf with familiar words from Psalm 23.
1: The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one who's my shepherd. He's the one who's the governor of my life. He's the one under whose management I function.
0: Welcome to Leading the Way with best-selling author and pastor Dr. Michael Yusuf. Psalm 23 contains words recognized inside and outside the Christian faith. This well known psalm is often quoted at funerals due to the compassion communicated by David as he points to the great shepherd, Jesus. Up next, Dr. Yusuf opens to these comforting words in his audio series, God's Provision for Your Every Need. Here's Dr. Yusuf to begin this edition of Leading the Way audio.
1: Psalm 23 has been described as the pearl of the Psalms. This psalm has given courage to the disappointed and the discouraged. Psalm 23 lifted up many clouds of depression from the lives of millions. But as you think of the psalm, Psalm 23, I want you to think of the author who wrote it down. Of course, the Holy Spirit inspired him to write it. But think about David when he says, The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I want nothing, therefore I will lack for nothing. David is a man who has been a shepherd. He is a man who have been a king, a man, a shepherd king, who have experienced both the joys and the sorrows. He has experienced both the trials and the triumphs. He has experienced both courage and fear. He has experienced both loneliness and he knew what fellowship is like. He has experienced sinning and breaking the heart of God, and he also experienced what it's like to sob and stain his pillow with the tears of repentance. He has experienced pain, but he also knew comfort. He had his ups and he had his downs. This is the man who sits under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, puts his pen to paper and he says, The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I shall not want. Don't let your familiarity with the words of this psalm, it is known to all of us, don't let your familiarity with the words rob you of the richness of this psalm and the impact that it can have upon your life and mine. David begins with his focus on the Lord. He says, the Lord, it's the first word he uses, the Lord is my shepherd. He is the one who is my shepherd. He is the one who is the governor of my life. He's the one who is the owner of my life. He is the one under whose management I function. As if to say, there are some who may be governed by greed, but the Lord is my shepherd. He is my governor. As if to say, there may be others who are led in the life by their nose and governed by lust, but the Lord is my shepherd. He is the one who is my leader. There are some who may be controlled by love of self, and selfishness, but the Lord is my shepherd. He is the focus of my attention. He is my controller. Others may be led by being mastered by hatred, or greed, or envy, or jealousy, or bitterness, but the Lord is my shepherd. He is the one who is the master of the ship of my life. Because He is my shepherd, therefore I'm not going to want anything. I'm not going to go for lack of anything. Because He is my shepherd, everything else in life will pale in approximation. In fact, there's more to this verse than meets the eye. You know what David is doing in this verse, verse 1 of Psalm 23? He's bragging about who his shepherd is. He is saying, when it comes to ownership of my life, when it comes to the management of my soul, I'm under the best. (laughs) We all under some management. Nobody can say, I'm not under anybody's management. Nobody owns me. Even the most egotistical person, he's under some sort of servitude to his ego. Who's your manager? Who's your owner? Who is the governor of your life? Who's control of your life and your plans, your family plans, your business plans? As for my manager, David is saying, as for my owner, as for my governor, He's the best. My honor is not my ego. My honor is not my self-centeredness. My honor is not my desire to be somebody or do some things. My honor is not the circumstances that is controlling me. No. My honor is the Lord. He owns me. My honor is the one who put together billions of stars in heaven and the smallest of them bigger than the sun. My owner is the one who put trillions of microorganisms around the world and all under his control. My owner is the one who put together the most perfect laws of nature that controls the galaxy that they operate in such perfect way. My owner is the one who can truly claim my ownership because he made me, he created me, he put me together. You know there are millions of people throughout this world who deny the ownership of God, but it won't make any difference. He owns us by virtue of making us. The Lord is my shepherd. He not only owns me by the virtue of making me and creating me, He owns me for another reason. Because when He laid the robes of glory and took upon Himself a flesh, when He came in person, in humility, He bought me again. He restored my broken relationship with the Father. He died on the cross in order to redeem me. He paid the price so that I may be saved from eternal hell and damnation. No wonder Jesus and Jesus alone could say in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. He and he alone could say that. I am the shepherd, the good shepherd, who died for the sheep. I am the shepherd who perfectly cares and loves the sheep. And David is saying, when it comes to ownership, I have the best. You know, there are people who foolishly reject Him, and they put the self on the throne, and they think they are in control of the ship of the life, that they are the masters of their destiny, but Jesus is the only one who could say, I am the Good Shepherd, because He died for you. And what He wants the most is that you remove that self and put Him on the throne of your life because He owns you whether you acknowledge it or not. Oh, He was born in the slums of Nazareth. But He had divine dignity of His heavenly royal blood. Although He had no special breaks like children of his time, but he had the highest of all human conducts before or after. He was gentle and tender, he was righteous, and yet he couldn't stand phony people and hypocrites. He was so compassionate, he was so magnanimous in his forgiveness for the weak and the fallen, and yet he could not tolerate indulging in double talk and pretense. The Lord is my shepherd, said David. And Jesus said, I am that good shepherd. And because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does it mean? What does it mean, I shall not want? (laughs) Does it mean he's always going to provide me with a fat bank account? No, not really. Does it mean that I will never get a cancer? No, not really. Does it mean that I will not weep and I will not hurt in this life? Not at all. That's not what David meant. Because David knew pain and he knew hurt. David knew betrayal by his son Absalom. He knew treachery. David knew what it is to fall in sin and break God's heart. And he knew also what it is to repent and be restored. David knew what it is to experience hardship. He knew what it is to be running for his life. He understood what it is to living in poverty. He understood what it is to be in anguish of spirit. And yet, he said, because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack in anything. Because my master cares for me. And David is saying, I'm thrilled by his management. Over my life. He is the rancher who absolutely loves his sheep. He doesn't care about making a profit, he cares for the sheep. He is the sheep man who takes a great care of his flock. He is the shepherd whose personal pleasure is loving and being with the sheep. We are the focus of his attention, that's how much he loves us. Because he is my shepherd, I shall not want I shall not want for rest because He makes me lie down in green pastures. I shall not want for refreshment because He leads me beside still waters. I shall not want for forgiveness because He restores my soul. He gives me a new start. He gives me a new beginning. I shall not want for confidence because He is with me when the lions try to come upon me and try to devour me. He is with me when Goliath was trying to kill me. I shall not want for physical need because He sets a table of provisions. In the plain view of all my enemies, I shall not want for joy because He has anointed my head with the oil of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I shall not want for anything as long as I live. Why? Because it is absolutely, surely, without a shadow of doubt, His goodness and His mercy are going to follow me. They're going to be my companion for the rest of my life. I shall not even want Anything in ever in eternity, because I shall dwell in the house of the Lord with him forever. The sheep has only one responsibility. Know what the sheep responsibility is? Obey the shepherd. Obey the shepherd. That's the one thing that our shepherd is asking of us to obey him. Discern his will, follow it no matter what. Now someone has said, Well, how do you mean following the shepherd? Obeying the shepherd. Didn't God give us our minds? Didn't He give us our intellect in order to function and live and plan and move independent of God? Excuse me, this kind of thinking, sooner or later, is going to get you into trouble. As long as I'm doing the right thing and I'm not hurting anybody, how come? Scripture said, the heart is deceitful above all things. You have to discern the will of the shepherd. And obey it. That's the only responsibility of the sheep. Because if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, as the Savior of your soul, this kind of thinking is the residue from the old nature before Christ. Still there. And you have to overcome it with the power of God and the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. If you have not known the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Savior of your soul, this is the kind of pattern of your thinking. You might tip your head and acknowledge that He's out there somewhere, but He hasn't become the Savior of your life. And I pray that you would come to Him today. Because there is good news in the Scripture. And the good news is this, that even if you have headed the wrong direction, that even if you have hit the bottom of the deep ditch, that even if you have lost your peace of mind, even if you are surrounded by wolves, the Good Shepherd has been trying to get your attention. He's been leaving you messages on your answering machine. Turn it on. Turn to Him. Obey Him. Surrender to Him. He said, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Now I am told that the sheep are very timid. They refuse to lie down unless they are free from fear. They will refuse to lie down unless they are free from friction. They refuse to lie down unless they are free from torment that comes their way through flies and parasites. They refuse to lie down if they're not free from hunger. As long as there is the slightest suspicion or danger, or suspicion of danger, if there are wild animals around, cougars or bears or coyotes as long as there are enemies around, the sheep standing up on their fore because they want to be ready to run for their life. They really have very few recourses except to run, and even then they're not as fast as their enemies. These are hopeless creatures. That is why only the shepherd, only the shepherd can help them relax and lie down in that pasture. Only the shepherd can help them be free from anxiety. Only the shepherd can put them at ease and comfort and restores them. Nothing else could. Only the shepherd. They look and they see the shepherd around and they will lie down. They're not afraid because they know if anybody goes after them, he's going to take care of them. We live with many fears. Fears of the unknown, fears of the unexpected, fears of old age, fears of all kinds. Now many people feel in this kind of fear they're obliged to live with their gods up all the time. We are surrounded by problems and any one of these problems have the capacity to disturb our peace of mind. I know that. But if you truly with your heart can say, and I mean by your heart, not just the lips, when in our heart, in our soul, can say truly that the Lord is my shepherd, I can tell you, He ought to make a difference in your life. When your shepherd is around, and we know ours is around 24 hours a day, he's round the clock, he never takes time off. When the shepherd is around, then the change in your circumstances ought to be no more than just a change in the weather. A little inconvenience. The only time you should panic, hear me right, the only time you should panic, the only time I should be panicking, is when I wander off on my own. And that like that sheep and that drummer, up there on the hill, making it on his own, doing his own thing when the Shepherd is around, when the Master's presence is proclaimed and is felt, when the Master's presence is acknowledged, when the Master is in control, there is a place of peace. Whether it's at the home, workplace, or in the church. I would rather feel the presence of God than all the VIPs in the world. I would rather sit at the feet of the Good Shepherd than all the kings and the queens of the world. He makes me lie down in green pasture. And then in verse 2 he said, He also leads me beside still waters. Why is it still waters and not running waters? Because you see, the sheep is frightened of running waters. Because the sheep can drown in running waters. And therefore the water they have to be drinking from has to be still. And the shepherd knows that and he keeps him away from running water. He takes him away from turbulent water and he brings him into the still water because he knows that this is the most desperate need. Jesus told the Samaritan, he said, you can drink from this water and you can drink from it again and again. But I want to tell you, lady, if you drink from the water that I give you, you will not thirst. Do you get your satisfaction from God? Do you get your contentment in God? Do you get your contentment from God? Do you thirst for Him, of being with Him, longing to spending time with Him? Is the good shepherd the only one who can quench your thirst? Or are you trying to find satisfaction in religion and all the trappings of religion? Are you thirsting for the real thing or are you contented for the fake and the substitute? I hobnobbed with the intellectuals and the academics... (laughs) who do not thirst for God, and I found them to be the most insecure, the most desperate people. I have knobbed with those who are rich and fabulously wealthy, who do not thirst for God around the world, and I found them to be frightened, lonely people. None of what you and I would think will be the source of comfort and encouragement to us, of what we need and desire through the flesh, can truly quench our thirst." The parched souls can only be watered and quenched by God's Holy Spirit, and He has given it freely. It's yours for the asking. Only the Good Shepherd said, "'Come unto me, all who thirst, and out of your heart will flow rivers of water. He leads me to still water. He satisfies me. He refreshes me.' If you have wandered away from the Good Shepherd, and you've experienced the wilderness, The Father is waiting for you to come back, to welcome you into the fold, to surrender to His Lordship. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to close. This is a piece of paper, a card was found in a phone box in one of our major cities. It had two sides to it. One side is a parody of Psalm 23, and the other one is a postscript from the person who wrote this. Let me read it to you. That's the first side. It says, King Heroine is my shepherd. I shall always want. He makes me to lie down in the gutters. He leads me beside troubled waters. He destroyeth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of wickedness for the effort's sake. Yea, I shall walk through the valley of poverty and feel all evil, for thou, O heroine, art with me. They stripped The table of groceries in the presence of my family. Thou rubbest my head of reason, my cup of sorrow runneth over. Surely heroin addiction will stalk me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the damned forever. If you're thinking what I'm thinking, you're probably saying, how sad, how tragic. Yet there are thousands of young people in our cities whom this parody describes. You can tell that this person had some Christian background. She at least knew Psalm 23. But listen to what she said on the other side of the card. In the back of the card was this postscript. I am a young woman, 20 years of age. And for the past year and a half, I have been wandering down the nightmare alley of Junkie. I want to quit dope and try, but I can't. Prison did not help me, nor did the hospital for very long. It would have been better and indeed kinder if the person who first got me hooked on dope would have taken a gun and blown my brains out, and I wish she did. Oh, how I wish she did. Tragic. But I want to tell you this. Please hear me. For eternity's sake, hear me. Whatever you are hooked on, whether it is sexual addiction, whether it is chemical substance, whether it's alcohol, whether it's money or greed, Oh, bitterness, whatever it is that is dominating your life, I believe that the Good Shepherd can lead you away from it today. The Good Shepherd can deliver you today if you come to Him in repentance. The Good Shepherd is the only one who can rescue you from the troubled and turbulent waters of life and lead you to the still waters of His Holy Spirit.
0: Will you respond and fully experience the Holy Spirit for rescue and comfort in your life? Learn more about living out the Christian faith when you visit ltw.org slash Jesus. Another way you can learn more about what it means to walk daily with Christ is through a popular podcast from Leading the Way. It's called Candid Conversations with Jonathan Yusuf. As the name suggests, Dr. Yusuf's son, Jonathan, hosts respected friends of Leading the Way, to tackle topics of cultural relevance through the lens of God's Word. Eavesdrop into honest conversations relevant to today's culture and world. Nothing is off limits, including suicide, parenting, sexuality, world religions, engaging with a post-truth world, and so much more. Make it a point to subscribe to Candid Conversations with Jonathan Youssef on your favourite podcast platform. Or you can stream episodes on demand at ltw.org. All you need to do is click Listen and look for the link for Candid Conversations with Jonathan Youssef. You can also speak to a ministry representative at 1-300-133-589. The team at the call centre is always available to help. 1-300-133-589. Well, that's all we have time for for today. Do listen again next time, won't you? This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Connect through YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and all of the social media networks. Learn more at ltw.org.
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.